Hello and welcome to the Supertop Podcast. I'm Padraig, recording from Vancouver. And I'm Oshin, also recording from Vancouver. And it kind of feels like it's starting to get a bit silly for me to say I'm in Vancouver every time. Maybe just from now on, I'm in Vancouver until further notice, okay? <laughs> okay. And we'll have to come up with a new way to start our episodes. That's true. We need like a sound or something. <laughs> uh, so what are we going to talk about? Okay, we recently launched a new discovery tab in Castro. Well, a revamped discovery tab. Let's not talk about the old one. It never existed. Uh, we'll talk about that a little bit, and then we're going to jump into Spotify versus Apple. A, lot of, a lot's been said about that already, so we're going to try to focus on it, how it affects indie apps like Castro, and uh, not just like who's right and who's wrong. Yeah, we'll try and talk about ourselves for a change. Yeah, <laughs> sounds, sounds good. So on the Discover tab, we we talked about it a bit on the last episode, but actually by the time we released the episode, it was ages since we had talked about it and the update actually had, had already come out and we had managed to squeeze in some stuff that I think initially we didn't think was going to make it into the first version. So on the last episode, we talked about how we were going to feature podcasts in each category Um we were excited about that we were going to be able to have custom artwork and stuff like that and that the Discover tab was going to look more lively and not just look like it was like that you were browsing through a database of 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 content um, that would just have more of an editorial feel. But actually it got even better because, um, because of the way that you had structured everything on the server. Actually it was like a couple of days before we submitted it, I think you were like, oh, I think we can get in featured collections as well really easily. And I was like, okay, go try it. And an hour later you were like, hey, the first featured collection is there. <laughs> so to expand on what a featured collection is that's basically instead of us just featuring one podcast and then linking off to a bunch of podcasts that have basically come from the uh, itunes um, charts featured collections are where we can like handpick any number of podcasts that we want to be in a collection um, and they have a similar look and style in castro uh, but instead of featuring one podcast from the show we have like do some featured artwork for it um and yeah, so we worked, we we hired somebody to do some, some great illustrations for that. That worked out well, I think, Patrick, didn't it? Yeah, we worked with uh, Saranj Sinha, who helped us get some really nice illustrations. We did one for an Apple tech podcasters group, and that it was a bit of fun to get that together. <laughs> and um, I think we spent a bit more time on it than we should have, maybe, but it was, it was a fun thing to do. <laughs> yeah, and then we did a... What was, and then we did one for International Women's Day. We're really happy with how the artwork came out for that one. Um, and we've since done one for St. Patrick's Day. I did the artwork for that one. So if you noticed a, like a sharp decline in the quality of the artwork from the <laughs> two, first two collections to the third one, um, yeah, the, that's that's my fault. Although I was pretty happy with how that one came out too. <laughs> well, I think if we have two Irish people on the team and we're not able to make a decent St. Patrick's Day artwork, that would be a sad situation. The main point is that I just wanted to make sure that the clover was three-leafed and not four-leafed because we're <laughs> not big fans of four-leaf clovers in, in Ireland, the country. <laughs> we never we don't talk about it. I think one of my favorite things about this feature is having that custom artwork in the app, like just feeling like that there's like a spot of color there. Um, oh, one other thing that actually came into the thing kind of at the last minute as well was a 
quicker way to subscribe to podcasts, which works like in those categories, in those collections, uh, and from search where you don't have to tap into search results or into individual podcasts. It's just like a plus button on the cells now. And when you tap it, it animates down into the library tab and, and, and subscribes you. And I know everything just feels like really quick. Like it's, it's deceptively quick as in like instead of showing loading indicators we decided that like okay when you tap plus we're going to assume that this is pretty much going to work it usually does work like a half a second later but instead of showing a loading in- indicator in between it just goes blank in between and then goes to a check mark when it succeeds if it fails obviously you'll be notified and and it will go back to being a plus but it was kind of interesting to me just how like not having a loading indicator just all of a sudden ma- makes it feel like everything is even quicker than it is yeah, it's really nice that you can just tap those and then forget about it and they will show up in the app. You don't feel like you have to stay on the screen so much. Um, the other changes in that release, we, we talked about the updates to search so that it would be more reliable. I won't, won't go back over that. Um, and also the changes to the language in the app. So the inbox is now called new, archive tab is called library, and archiving is clearing. That all seems to have gone gone over pretty okay. One or two people didn't didn't love the changes but there wasn't like a backlash not a huge backlash now so some people yeah had some gripes about whether something feels more like i mean one of our reasons for choosing clear instead of archive uh, was because we think that it feels like less of of an imposition of a thing to do or well also it's less ambiguous what's going to happen um but i think there was one person who was like oh this just feels like it's much more of a heavier thing to do much more of a big decision um but most people haven't haven't had that response so it seems to have gone over pretty well yeah so that's Discovery, and we're working on the next big thing, which should be out uh, start of March. No, <laughs> it will not be out at the start of March. Start of April. <laughs> we uh, we will talk about that on the next episode rather yeah. than teasing it now, because now we have to talk about Spotify versus Apple. And ourselves. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so what happened here? So basically, so it's just started by Spotify launching this website, timetoplayfair.com. Um which was last week at some point. Mm-hmm. And so the website basically outlines like kind of their reasons for why, how they think Apple isn't playing fair, which I think basically boils down to, or a lot of it boils down to at least to the fact that like Apple is owner of the operating system and is also like competing on it. And, and Spotify sees a bunch of ways in which they think Apple, Apple is competing with. Apple is using their the fact that they own the operating system and the platform like to unfairly advantage them in when as they try to compete with Spotify in in music and and I guess with others in different areas as well. Uh, briefly, just like their like the main three points on the homepage are like boil down to Apple Apple denying consumers true choice, Apple imposing a discriminatory thirty percent tax. I mean, we can talk about the language of some of this stuff. I'm, I'm, I will just say I'm mostly on Spotify side, but some part, at some parts, the language of this thing and some of the points they make kind of make me like cringe a little bit. But, um, and then the, the third is that Apple's actions violate the law, of which I'm definitely not an expert in the law. So, I mean, I'm going to probably mostly try and steer clear of that. But, um, I think tune into like Ben Thompson, probably on Exponent uh, or on strategy.com is going to have a lot more to say about that side of things. Okay, so we start uh, working our way through this timeline and um, picking on any of the points that we want to argue about. Let's not talk about everything because some of it's pretty light. Uh, yeah. iPhone launches, yep. Uh, App Store, yeah, that happens. 
Spotify launches in 2008. I didn't realize they've been around for 10 years. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't realize it was so like so soon as well. Apple starts changing its App Store guidelines. Uh, I mean, I don't know what they're talking about here. Like, they, I, I'm sure they have mean something specific, but they don't say what it is. So let's just go to the next point where they actually do name something. Yeah. Um, Apple eliminates payment system choice and imposes a 30% fee on content-based apps like Spotify. Um, and at the same time, Apple prohibits them from showing customers how to upgrade any other way. I remember this happening with a uh, Kindle on my iPad, where I used to have a Kindle app, or the Kindle app still exists, but I could buy books straight through it, and that would just be paid to Amazon using my Amazon account. And then Apple did this change where uh, content apps, or app selling content, uh, then also had to pay the 30% and use the in-app purchasing system. Now, this is maybe one point where like history forks off in a certain direction, where like up till now, Apple just charging 30% on software that was sold, you could kind of see, you could kind of justify it because they were providing all of the operating system and all the development tools and all of the, at the time people, it still helped a lot to be on the app store and like in the charts, they were kind of marketing for you. Um, then when they started charging the 30% for content, I, I don't think that's necessarily a logical, fair thing for them to have done. I'm not saying they it was illegal or that it's immoral or anything like that. Just that it's like, it's just a decision they made. It's like an arbitrary distinction. They decided now you have to pay for content in an iOS app. It makes sense to Apple, but it is completely arbitrary. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, I think this is based, I mean, this is the meat of the whole thing, basically. I mean, like, yeah, you can argue back and forth about like the 30% and wanting that to be lower or whatever. Um, but it's this arbitrary line in the sand that was drawn where it's like, okay, like Uber's fine or something where you can order food is fine. Uh, but all of a sudden, yeah, if you want to sell a book or access to a premium podcast or, or, or songs, that's all this all of a sudden now has to has to go through apple that 30 percent then biases towards ad-based businesses um like facebook and instagram and all of all of these services that get to use all of the ios features and the access the ios consumer base um they get to do it for free and they're not necessarily a great thing at a societal level um, to exist. Not that like Apple's job is to manage society, but it's they're they are have been part of creating the world we're in now, I think. Like, okay, let me put it another way. Imagine if iAds remember Apple had their own ads platform that you could include in your app. It was launched with some really big car brands that were all going to be featured in your app and have really high payment rates. Mm-hmm. Um but they, they killed it after a while and turned it into I think most of that technology went towards the App Store search ads feature that still exists now. Um, but imagine if iAds had been mandatory. Like the only way you can have an ad in an iOS app is if it's an iAd, and Apple obviously takes their cut on that. That sounds completely wild, but it's not so different to just charging thirty percent for in-app content. Like if Amazon wants to sell me an ebook in their app and I want to buy it, like why does Apple? Why does it make sense that Apple automatically gets a 30% cut of that? Yeah. And Apple, off, I mean, I think it's a straw man argument that Apple often stands up and they're like, oh, yeah, but like, because in-app purchases and like that secure payment flow is what has like made people feel comfortable spending money in apps. And like, therefore, like, it's completely logical that, that we enforce in-app purchases the only way to pay for content in an app. But 
that doesn't make sense when like when I want to buy when I want to get an Uber or well I'm not going to get an Uber but when I want to get a Lyft <laughs> then I can put in my credit card so it's like how um how is it that that hasn't destroyed my confidence in paying for stuff on iOS but if I was able to like get a book for my Kindle uh, conveniently it like I would just think I would like be shocked and like think iOS was gone down the drain and I would have no confidence paying for anything again yeah I think I think App Store Review is their tool for doing that. Like, if an app is scamming its customers, they can they have the power to shut that down at the moment. Or the argument, or yeah, exactly. And also the argument that like, oh yeah, but it's like it's so convenient, and like p- users don't want to be having to put their credit card into the thing and details into every app or whatever. Um, use we use Apple Pay. <laughs> Why can't we use Apple Pay? That's convenient. Yeah, I saw that argument made by a few people, and that one really annoyed me because I, I think if, well, the situation here is: imagine if you were able to use any service to pay for apps. Maybe app review still exists, and they're still hosting the binaries or whatever. But you can use Stripe, say, for charging for your app. Mm-hmm. Like Stripe would have an API in forty-five seconds, um, and it, like that you could integrate in your app, and provide all this stuff and it would be really nice and the other thing is like if there was competition for payment systems we wouldn't have to put up with things like like the itunes connect metrics are delayed by more than 48 hours most of the time and like the reports don't make any sense for subscriptions uh there's like specifically your unit count of like how many subscriptions you've sold is counting trials and renewals at the same time which it isn't those are both like one unit and they're aggregated together and they tell you the percentage they've changed, but they've added two numbers together that don't make sense to aggregate. <laughs> and like the whole thing, it you can tell how it got there where like initially the system was for paid apps or in-app purchases and then the subscription thing was added on and then this just had to fit into that. Well, initially it was probably even for songs and then the paid apps was bolted on on top of that and then, yeah. And it's approved over the years, but I just think if there was competition and there were other services, it would have to be a lot better, uh, or we would just be able to use those other services. So the argument that, like, oh, no, I'm going to have to manually type my credit card into every app is really weak, I think. Like, that would be fixed very quickly. Yeah. I mean, I mean, on Android, Google does offer their own, like, their, their own payment option, their own, like, built-in payment stuff, but they don't say that it's exclusive, that it's the only way. Um, and app, I mean, still a lot of money, as I understand goes through like that google payment system because but it goes through it based on the convenience of using it like Mm. like making a purchase like be the best way to pay for stuff or like if 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 users demand in a purchase as like this is the only payment system that we actually trust and i'm never going to actually pay for anything any other way in an app allow that to be the force that like convinces spotify and us that like okay if possible, like, yeah, we need to go through, like, this in-app purchase flow. Uh, otherwise, like, users don't trust this other system that we're using. Like, have, having in-app purchase, like, compete on its merits rather than on the force of, hey, it's just because we said so. Yeah, completely. But is this just, like, wishful thinking or, or like, is this going to, like, hurt Apple in the end? Or is this just, like, us ranting or? <laughs> well, ultimately, I just think we're coming from the perspective of, I like apps like Castro, um, and I think there should be more apps like that. And if you think that too, here are some of the things that would help. Mm. Apple charges 30% on Spotify, but like 
Spotify is something we know exists already. It's in front of us. We can tell, we can evaluate its merits, but like there are millions of businesses that just never started and apps that never got made because they could never have worked with a 30% extra margin. So like all those missing things are something that like we just don't have <laughs> and we, do, we don't know what, what would exist if this system wasn't here. We don't know what they are, yeah. And I think that's that's not great and it comes from yeah it comes from that issue of apple being the platform provider and also a player on the platform at its most extreme that becomes like the app store exists as this experimental laboratory so that everyone else can do experiments and see what businesses work and then apple can take over the good ones <laughs> that, that that's maybe the essence of what spotify is alleging that spotify has been trying to build a streaming music business for 10 years and then we'll get a few more points down. But Apple Music launches and is very directly competing with them. Like this this concept has existed in the iOS indie developer community or Apple indie developer community for years with the, the word Sherlocking. Mm-hmm. It's almost like it's just an accepted practice where like Apple will, if you do something that makes a lot of sense that they want to have all their users be able to have, they'll copy the feature, which like they should. They're giving it to all their users for free. On the other hand, it's it sucks for people who came up with a good idea and built the thing properly. That like the platform who is their partner, basically, their business partner, has now decided, actually, you know what? Give me that. I want that. Yeah. There's something else from this even still just from this one point on the timeline from two thousand and eleven. Um, like when they introduced this fee. I mean, I think the a, a major part for this and what actually has like knock-on effects for businesses like ours and so many businesses down through the years is the notion that like not only can you not charge for stuff in the app but you can't even allude to the idea that there is somewhere else in the world where you couldn't go to and charge for it like so this sucks for everybody i mean this sucks for spotify as well i mean i i don't pay for spotify so i do have like let me just open up the app here I have a premium tab in the app here, which is like basically a long scrolling ad for like all the great things about premium without any notion of like the idea that this is something that I like, where can I get this? How can I get this? Like it's not mentioned at all for a new user who isn't as familiar, hasn't used Spotify.com and has like just ended up here. Like that's not a great use. That's not a good user experience for them to be like, oh yeah, there's all this premium stuff and like. I don't, I'm not sure what to do about it. Spotify can actually still kind of exist in that way because, like, maybe they have the name recognition enough to be like, okay, people will get the idea or, like, just intuit that, okay, well, if I go to Spotify.com, I guess maybe there's going to be an option there. I'm sure they do lose some customers based on not being able to link out to it. You can go to Google and type in Spotify Premium and it'll be the top link. Like, someone yeah. can figure that out because Spotify has a big enough brand. Yeah, totally. Um, and then, but like for somebody like like us, like if we wanted to start up like any kind of new thing where like, say, I don't know, offering like tips for podcasters or like trying like help podcasters sell their premium content in our app or whatever, like ideas that we've discussed before. But it's like the economics are that like there's no ro- there is no 30 percent there. There's no room for 30 percent in that model. So therefore, it can't go through the app store like there's just not room to take on that that charge and still make any any amount of money on something like that right so you mean if we had well even if the super top podcast had like a bonus content feed that you could pay for which a lot of podcasts have that mm-hmm. we couldn't make that available in castro without paying apple 30 percent. and if we were trying to convince other podcasters to join in on that there's just no way they would 
like presumably we'd have our margin apple would have their margin and then like pretty soon podcasters are getting almost nothing back for what they've made and apple's making all the money oddly enough maybe the super top podcast is the only one that it could work for because just like apple we wouldn't have to pay ourselves the 30 percent or whatever just the money goes to apple and then the rest goes to us but if we're trying to sell premium content to anybody for anybody else apple are going to take their percent we're going to want to take a percent and then there's nothing left for the, the podcaster I read a post by James Cridland, who writes the Pod News newsletter, which is a really good podcasting newsletter, um, if you're into the podcast industry. And he argued that Apple should offer paid premium content within the Apple Podcasts app. Mm-hmm. He, he's trying to come from the perspective of what's best for podcasting and how, how can Apple stop continuing to lose market share in podcasts. And it's a good idea, but it's just funny that the only one who can do that is Apple. If if Apple offers premium content sales to podcasters, they can they could just decide, yeah, we do that and we only charge ten percent on that. Mm-hmm. But no one else could ever do that. Like we can't in the same way. So it's just a whole avenue that's been closed down. And what it favors is mo- models like Luminary, where they want to do more of a Netflix kind of thing, where it's an annual subscription. You sign up on their website and then you just log into your app uh, rather than using the App Store at all. Um, I presume that's how Luminary will work. It hasn't actually launched yet. I mean, ironically, Spotify is another example of a company who that probably ends up like, we can't make any money from content-based stuff because we're too small. Spotify is hurt by this Apple's policy, but they have the name recognition where those those guys and Luminary and anybody else with $100 million maybe does have a chance of making a business in a content-based area. Whereas like for smaller indie developers, I'm not saying that like if we were able to sell premium content or or any anything like that that all of a sudden like we'd be as big as spotify and we just would be like <laughs> uh that that's like holding us back from becoming this giant company i just mean but it it is potentially an avenue where that could like help our business in some kind of a way and but it, it, that option just isn't there whatsoever yes uh okay let's get back into this list yeah okay. uh, we kind of deviated a little bit um, it's probably the main meat of it but yeah i think from now on i'm probably just going to start maybe complaining about spotify's points but let's just see sorry just before we go into that like my position on it isn't i i don't really care if spotify succeed or not but i like that there's a a strong counter argument to uh what apple has been doing with the app store because i i do think some of that stuff is making it very hard for smaller businesses to get anywhere and that it's favoring ad-based businesses too much. So yeah, as we read through this, we'll probably be critical of Spotify's points, but overall, I kind of hope they get somewhere just because, um, yeah, some of these things I think Apple could do with taking a second look at. Yeah, absolutely. That was my reaction. My first reaction to seeing this the day it came out, well, my first reaction was a popcorn emoji (laughs) <laughs> on um in in slack um but that was basically because like yeah i feel like i we can't i, I don't know if take on is the right word but like we we don't have the like the size or the to challenge apple on this in a meaningful way um and i feel like spotify does um so yeah, yeah even though i'm not going to agree with spotify completely on every point my re- my reaction that day was oh i'm okay i'm glad this is happening and like let's see where this goes yeah. Actually one one overall criticism of Spotify is their like wounded tone that like someone's being mean to them and that's just like I think it comes across badly because they're obviously a gigantic company. Um they're doing f- okay and 
they want to be able to compete better with Apple Music, which is fine. But it's not like anybody has like been super duper mean to them. <laughs> and it's yeah. just this wounded like wah thing is a bit uncomfortable, I think. Or it's a weird look for a big company, I think. One one point where like just a couple of points further down on this timeline here where that point I think is is uh, illustrated very well is like Dingus launches on the iPhone but won't play Spotify. Yes, that's true. Dingus launched on the iPhone and, and had no third party integration with anything whatsoever. I don't think I can fault Apple for like launching Siri and not on day one not having like this incredible third party integration with apps even down to the level where it's gonna every app can catalogue all its content and you can just talk to Siri and like do anything in any app. Like that's that's a huge engineering thing to take on. I'm not saying that Apple doesn't have, like have that there isn't any that like maybe that Apple should prioritize that stuff more or try to get some of that stuff out quicker or that I don't wish that there was all I do also wish that there was already had been like better that there was already better like Siri integration for like deep content like that but the tone of like oh Siri launched and it and it doesn't work with like imagine if it was like oh Siri launched and it doesn't work with Castro like on day one it's like how like it, 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 I think it's just unrealistic and it kind of sounds like a bit like stomping your feet in a, in a playground or something and being like Siri won't, Siri won't play with me yeah I mean, Siri can do a bunch of that stuff now, so it's also it's kind of weird to post this today. It is the timeline, though. I guess in fairness, they're saying yeah. like 2011, but but it's like great. That's already been fixed, so get over it. Oh, sorry, <laughs> they do say here, and Siri still won't talk to us today. We can complain about how, like, what whether the Siri integration, how it is, but I mean, I just think the main point is that like it's it's, it's a big technical challenge, and like it takes time to like get these things. We'll touch on this later on again, I think, with the watch and HomePod and stuff like that. Okay. Uh, for the next three years, we continue to face intense pressure from Apple to adopt their payment system. Yeah, okay. great. Cool story, bro. Um, yep. <laughs> uh, so they try it. Wow, how good of them. Uh, they have to raise their prices to tw- to 13 euros a month, which, like, I definitely think when they're competing with Apple Music now, and Apple can charge $10 a month, but Spotify would have to charge 13 to make the same amount of money there's something like Apple wins either way here that seems mm. a bit like not great. Um, but anyway, yeah, let's keep going. This, so this is back to your point. This is the Apple watch. Hey, Apple, we love your new watch. Can we make an app for that? Them? Nah. I think this comes back to your point about how like it's a significant technical effort to make these platforms and to make the features available to everyone. And it's not necessarily just that Apple is being mean specifically to Spotify, but nobody was able to do much with audio on the Apple Watch until uh, September 2018 when they enabled a bunch of extra audio stuff, like a volume control, for example. So, yeah, this seems like kind of a weak point, too. Uh, Apple Music launches at a price all too familiar to Spotify. Uh, They opt out. So then this is the situation where you have that premium tab that tells you all about premium, but gives you no, there's no call to action. There's nothing, you can't know what to do next. You have to find that out elsewhere, Um, which is kind of horrible. Apple starts rejecting Spotify. Yeah, this is where we get into like a bunch of, I mean, obviously we don't know the specifics of all the rejections and stuff. We've all dealt with some rejections. Spotify feels that these rejections were about targeting their business because, I mean, they're suggesting here that it's because Apple Music was released and that therefore App Review has decided to be even harder on Spotify. Um, I don't know if that's true or not. I'm not sure if I can say anything else. (laughs) I mean, I don't, 
Does Apple ever use App Review against competitors? Do you think they do? Not just following the letter of the law to make sure everything follows properly, but they're actively um, trying to prevent uh, something they don't want on this on the store. Not sure, to be honest. Not sure what. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, I can. I don't know. It doesn't seem beyond the realms of possibility that they would do that. Yeah, and it doesn't seem. I mean, for Spotify to stand up and say something like this, I mean, they're taking this to the European Commission, so this timeline and like this whole website i think is more like their publicity campaign on top of that like to get some kind of gen- public support like before any other like court cases or whatever else is going to like follow on from this um so i mean i presume at least it would be sensible for like any points that they're making here in like short paragraphs that like when they take this to the european commission that they're will have evidence to back up more of these points that they're like maybe once things move on to those stages we'll have more information on which to like on which to decide whether apple have have behaved in that way or used app review in that way um Mm. but i guess at least i mean spotify presumably has a case to make that that they have at least and I, i don't think we've heard it all yet i don't know i'm i'm more cynical than that i remember indie developers who had built pretty cool apps that didn't break the rules, but Apple would just like send them in circles. Remember uh, briefs? Oh yeah, someone yeah. made an app for like I can't remember the full history of it, but uh, I think it was an app for prototyping uh, app designs. I might be completely wrong about that, but the maker of that app spent I think a year changing things and trying to appease the app store manager who was dealing with them. And remember panic with um, status board too, where they were just picking on. Yeah, I don't remember the exact details of that either, but like, I, I think they weren't able to do with it what they wanted to, and the limitations didn't make any sense, and they weren't things that were in the, the rules. So I definitely think if Apple just doesn't want something to happen, they just don't do it. Maybe the Spotify thing isn't a case of that, but I think there is a there are documented cases of that happening, so it wouldn't shock me if Apple had actively decided to not let Spotify do their thing as an anti-competitive move. Oh yeah, no, definitely. I mean, it definitely wouldn't shock me either. I just, yeah, I just don't want to just hundred percent just be like, oh yeah, Spotify says that happened, therefore that definitely happened. <laughs> oh yeah, to- yeah, totally. That's fair. Especially because when, like, if we go even further down, some just because some of Spotify's framing of stuff just makes me a little bit cynical or something, but which might just be down to their their language or whatever. Like, say when, like in two thousand and sixteen, Apple rejects Spotify's proposal for an Apple Watch app yet again. We submit a new proposal for a streaming app directly on the Apple Watch. Apple declines. Like, okay, in a way, yes, that's that's. I presume that's all fact that they submitted a proposal and that Apple declined. Question is it behind the motivation? Like, did Apple decline because they didn't want like any, any competition, or did Apple decline because the, the APIs weren't ready yet? Um, sure. Yeah. A couple of years. I mean, it did take another couple of years until the AP, until podcast apps and other music apps and stuff have been now been able to like like to integrate with that kind of stuff properly um but like yeah exactly it's the motivation behind the apple's actions i guess which are mm. still to be determined sometimes right and guidelines are tightened Con- apple continues to create obstacles around the watch apple rejects spotify's app again because they did a promotion that apple didn't allow apple homepod launches without spotify support Here's where I think Spotify kind of lost me completely. <laughs> yeah. Because the iPhone is such a huge platform and because it's so sticky, like so um, 
it's so hard to leave it. Like there's so much, uh, so many reasons that I don't want to just go and get an Android phone, even if I was fed up with my iPhone. Like I don't feel like I have an alternative to using that. So I think the iPhone is this like huge platform with hundreds of millions of users. And I can kind of see the arguments for like governments to make sure that lots of different companies have access to that market and that there isn't illegal competition going on there or anti-competitive behavior. Now, HomePod is a thing Apple launched last year. And it, as far as I know, doesn't have any apps. Like, I don't think Apple is obliged to build a whole uh, SDK and App Store platform for every piece of new hardware they make. Like, AirPods don't aren't obliged to have, like, a Spotify app on them. So I really think they just lost... The, this is a really stupid point that, like, all, dilutes their whole argument to me. Because... <laughs> Yeah, I, I don't. I think Apple should be able to make new hardware that doesn't have an app store. Yeah, and I mean, it comes back for me as well. It comes back to like the points about the watch and stuff as well, where it's like, yeah, maybe if, like, say HomePod does succeed, which, well, okay, let's just run with that. Say HomePod does succeed, and there's like a HomePod in every living room in North America, like. And then therefore Apple are like, okay, yeah, this was worth, this is like now worth like more effort, like let's develop a platform on top of this and all this. Like then that's the point when, okay, then they'll put in extra work to like support different third party apps and stuff like that. But the notion that, Apple, yeah, the, the notion that Apple can't come out of the door day one, like with a product to be like, okay, let's test how this works in the market. Let's see, do people buy Apple watches? Do people buy HomePods? Is it worth the year, like the however many years of like of development to like to create the basis for an ecosystem of third-party apps on this like to turn it into a platform instead of our own or like one of our own products like like there was never third-party apps on an ipod like i don't think there has to be third-party apps on a homepod from day one or else apple is like is 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 cheating yeah just this doesn't make sense to me i and i think this is maybe where apple's counter argument which we're probably not going to go into um they make the point that Spotify wants everything and they want like full access to all this platform, but they don't want to pay anything for it. Mm. Like Spotify could go make their own HomePod and that could be a thing that they do mm -hmm. and no one's stopping them from doing that. Okay, Apple rejects Spotify's app yet again. To some of this stuff, yeah, there's not that much more meat on the rest of it. I mean, I guess some of it like does like I can empathize with and i can like associate with like just in terms of like our own experience from of of like rejections and of not being 100 percent sure what to do to like move past a certain rejection and i feel like this has like spilled out here like i definitely understand the frustration of like of things getting rejected and mm. i guess again that like they'll make the point here that like that the the that these are for arbitrary rules or for like anti-competitive rules um and yeah we'll see what the european commission says about this right September 2018, Apple finally allows enhanced functionality for the Spotify app on the watch. This is where it's like no one was able to have this stuff until then. Did that, Maybe Apple Music had it. I suppose that's their point is that Apple Music was able to do this stuff before the SDK was ready. Mm. Yeah, that's not a point that really convinces me that like Apple is obliged to offer full functionality from day one on any new platform. Yeah, just to reiterate when they have an established platform with hundreds of millions of users, I, I start to feel a bit differently. 
Anyway, this next point, this is a good one. I mean, this I mean, this just comes down to, and this is, I mean, I'm not sure who was responsible for sending out this notification, but I mean, yeah, this point is like Apple Music disregards its own rules. So like Apple have a rule about notifications that you can't use notifications to send like promotional content. And obviously this is like a pain point for Spotify as well, because they had been rejected before, not even for using push notifications, but even just for mentioning at all in their app that there was a promotion that would exist if you knew a website that you had to go to without being told where to find it. Uh, they would got, they got rejected even for stuff like that. And then in, in February, Apple like sent a push notification saying like, give a friend a free, a free month of Apple Music, which is like, I can, I can see why this gets its own point on the thing here. I'm not sure who's responsible for sending that notification in Apple. Like, I'm, I'm not sure. Like, I'm maybe it is considered frowned upon in Apple as well. Um, but like from the outside and from like how this looks in terms of like what they allow their competitors to do and then what they do themselves on their own platform. I mean, it can seem small. It's about a push notification, but I mean, I think there's, I think I, I, I empathize with this more than most of it. Yeah, yeah. I mean. That is a clear rule they have. Apple themselves broke it. Yeah. And I wouldn't be too shocked if they break it again. And but and also other people do break it. Like I have a friend who uses the Domino Domino's Pizza app. It's not me, honestly. It's definitely not me. And he gets push notifications all the time saying like, oh, get a two for one pizza today. And it's like, that's not what you're, you're not allowed to use push notifications for that. So yeah it's apparently not a real rule like there are some rules that are real and other ones that aren't i wonder if spotify tried to do that would it be a real rule for them i imagine it would oh it would be a real rule right <laughs> real rule is hard to say <laughs> okay uh next up on apple's restriction list podcast recommendations so we enhanced two podcast acquisitions and we're super excited about it and all of a sudden they prohibit use of its api to recommend podcast to users i have no idea what that's about if anybody knows what this is about, please email us. Like, what API? Do they just mean push notifications? I'm not sure what they mean. Remember lately when Apple, there was a big fear that, like, Apple was going to start, like, rejecting podcasts that had episode numbers in, and then they had to mm. roll that back? That's the only stuff that I've heard about Apple, and, like, but I just wonder, was there anything else in that announcement that was related to podcast recommendations as well? But I tried to find, I tried, like, I tried Googling this, but I, I've clearly my Google skills were not up to speed because I couldn't figure out what this was about. Yeah, because don't tell anyone, but we are doing podcast recommendations in our app. <laughs> don't tell anybody either, but we also use some Apple APIs. Yeah, so we might be next. Um, uh, and then Spotify asks the European Commission to ensure level playing field. I'm interested to see where that goes. And I think, yeah. I honestly think there's a few a few places I'd like to see Apple revise their policies. <laughs> App review taking a few days just to get some new software out of like an app that's been approved before is very frustrating. Test flight taking days to approve a test flight build is frustrating. Um, like the App Store metrics for measuring your sales being really slow and late. Like all that stuff could be better with some competition. Um, and then this thing of charging 30% for content in an app, I think it just forces everyone onto the web, to be honest. Um, are into doing weird things like what Spotify do with that tab. Options that, as you pointed out, are only really open to huge companies. Um, 
So yeah, there's a bunch of areas I think it would be better for, maybe not better for Apple, but better for everyone else if those policies changed. Yeah, for sure. And yeah, I mean, obviously we talked about Spotify last week as well. And I mean, I'm not like rooting for Spotify to like become huge and become like, I mean, they're competitors to ours as well in, in the podcast space. Um, but I definitely want to see, I, I would like, I'm curious to see where this goes. And I, even if it's just from like public pressure or if the European commission decide that like some things need to change, I imagine like that some of those, like that some of that stuff could have fall, would have fallout internationally. Like, if, but yeah, we'll have to see how it goes. Yeah. They're not going to, it's like the GDPR thing when companies were like, oh, you have super privacy as long as you live in Europe, but we're not going to give you the same privacy if you live in the US. And eventually they were forced to offer the same, not forced, but like pressured to offer the same. I'm not talking about a specific company here. <laughs> I remember reading reports of various different places trying that approach. And I think the same thing would happen where if in if in Europe you could use any payment solution for selling or buying apps, but not the US, it'd be too embarrassing for Apple, I think. Yeah. Also, the European Commission is the is the organization that famously brought you the get button instead of the free button in in all of your mm-hmm. local app stores. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So they they do have real power. Oh yeah, big the big guns. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Well, that's Spotify. Let's not talk about Spotify yeah. on our next episode. So that's two yeah, in a row. It's like <laughs> too much free publicity for Spotify here. Yeah, people are going to find out about them. Cool. Well, I guess that's, we'll wrap it up. We'll be back soon. Our next episode is going to talk about like, we're going to go into some detail in the next episode about the next big feature that we're very excited to release that we're not so subtly teasing and not giving you any details about right now. I'll just say that mm-hmm. it's, it's a different tab than any of the other tabs that have been updated recently. We're, we're moving <laughs> our way through the tabs. <laughs> uh, but yeah there's, yeah, there's something exciting coming very soon and we're going to talk about it on the next episode. All right. Thanks for listening. Okay. Chat soon, guys.